All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clear for Eight podcast, Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. Talking about everything Final Fantasy fourteen here today, as usual. It's me, Knox, Clarissa, and Sujak. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, uh, let's let's go into our any weekly recap for everyone. Um. Uh. I guess mostly tea. Here we are. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pie day happened. <laughs> In case you were all wondering about that. And oh, I um, I I dabbled into designing someone else's Final Fantasy house. This is the first time for me, so that was kind of interesting and new and exciting. Ooh. Anyone we know? Yeah. It's uh, Stanley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well that'll be fun yeah i look forward to checking it out since stan is my neighbor <laughs> oh my god i need to focus on my house i have been neglecting my poor house i'm open for free comms oh boy <laughs> Sam's I... like what do i what do I give you? I'm like, nothing I offered. So here you are. Here's your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need to. Yeah, I don't even know what I would want out of my house. I just want like a yeah. cozy spot. Cozy spot. Yeah, because right now, I mean, you've seen it. I leave the door open because I don't care. I have no shame. <laughs> it It's just uh, I threw up. What are those? The display cases? Yeah, I just chucked my toys in there that I had. <laughs> I, just... I mean, that's a good spot for them. Yeah. That's what it's for. But that's that's it though. That that's the house, and then I've got a you know a couple <laughs> vendors in there, the summoning bell, and, and that's about it. I don't have. It's not decorated. It's not anything. Just a house. It's a work in progress. Well, it is. I'd have to be working on it for that to be true. Oh, <laughs> like you're just I, you're thinking about the design. I've been, yeah, I have contemplated it. I just, uh, I know it's going to take a while, so I haven't bothered. But I should, I should jump into that. Maybe when you're done with stands, you know, get a little consulting work. Consulting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. How about you, Clarissa? Um, I've been very busy finalizing uh, fan fest plans, so I'm probably gonna actually like hunker down and just bite the bullet and get my plane tickets this weekend sometime and uh actually this sunday the there's going to be um a concert that isn't like directly linked to fan fest that's going to be um the sunday after fan fest um mm-hmm. so i'm gonna try to rush and grab tickets for that uh i'm not quite sure if the website will break I'm kind of working under the assumption that it will. So my group, we're kind of going in like, okay, we're going to buy at least two tickets to make sure everyone has a fair chance in like getting a spot so we can attend this. Um, so yeah, I, I hope it won't be a bloodbath. <laughs> it will be. Uh, yeah, it will be. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking it will. Thank you. I'll need Because <laughs> I feel like you're going to be fighting... F- with that, not only the people that are already at FanFest, but the people that are sort of like local to the area too, that'll be like, oh, I'll yeah. be there. I'm going to yep. buy a ticket. Ah. I'm going to the... be going in with my phone and my computer and my laptop. So we'll see. <laughs> Get a whole team just 
little fold yeah, up I tables mean, just out, just everybody. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it's looking like. <laughs> yep. Yep. I I wish I could go to that. I well, we talked about it last podcast because I even said like I would love to go see the concerts. That would be the dream. I don't even care about the rest, fan fest and everything, whatever. I just want to go see live music like that. I would love it, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean to see the primals would be so cool. Oh. Yeah, I'm I, very excited. I'm, I didn't even think about that. I want to see the orchestra. Like oh, yeah, true. That would be cool. And soaking jamming with the orchestra, hopefully, like that. Which is <laughs> that's that's what I want to see. Yep, that'd be really cool. I've never been into rock bands that much. I don't know. I know. I know the Primals are different. They would be yeah. interest more interesting than pretty much any rock band for me. <laughs> yeah from a live perspective but I, don't, I love orchestral music and i would love to hear it live i've never gotten to so other than high school band stuff that i saw <laughs> and that doesn't really <laughs> they were good don't get me wrong <laughs> just in case anyone from my high school is listening oh boy doubt they're gonna but, get you you know that it was they were good but they were high school like it's not you know mm-hmm. There's not a, a pro orchestra difference. yeah yeah all right so today's topic we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about is raiding in Final Fantasy XIV, the game that we love, and there's a free trial for. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about raiding, like how to get into it, how to start, you know, what are some things you might want to know heading into it, or maybe you're, you know, a veteran and you're like, yep, this is like my fifth raid tier and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So. I have to say before we quite get into this, it's like this stuff is kind of hard right now from our perspective because we're already in it. So even like because I think about this because the last podcast was about new players and what new players might want to know. And I even thought of extra things afterwards that we didn't think about or I didn't think about whatever that just, oh, man, this little tidbit would have been great. And I guess... It's hard as experienced players at this point to give new player advice. So if you guys have a way, you know, find us on the Twitter. It's in the comments and they're in the uh, description and everything. Go find us on there. If you're on YouTube, like leave a comment. Like let us know what you guys want to know. What questions you have? Because we can't think of every question. We try. No. We try our best, but we do. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that the three of us here, we are also on the other end of the spectrum. We are not world first racers we are not week one clearers we are you know you're probably run-of-the-mill average like high-end rating person yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i wouldn't say we're not quite casual but we're also not super hardcore by any means so yeah we're, we're in this I don't know. We're in this gray area, so to speak. <laughs> the core, you think? I don't. Do we qualify as that? Yeah, it's we'll, we'll, get, in, we'll get into labels and stuff later. <laughs> and like, there's a lot of different definitions that float around the community. Yeah, there is. But I guess okay. Now that I've segued us horribly with a. But I really wanted that out there that like we try to answer everything we can. So I wanted to get it near the beginning here before we lose anyone randomly or something like, hey, we're, <laughs> we're trying. But if you have a question and you, you think of something we didn't think of, yeah, let us know. We're, we're open to 
you know, maybe having a correction section and, you know, adding things and, yeah. Let us know. But anyways, getting into rating. I guess that's the first place to start, right? Yep. So, all right, you're leveling. You're excited about rating. Yeah, this is actually kind of an interesting thing because you could start doing some of the activities before you ever get to max level. Yeah, that is Mm -hmm. true. And I guess the first place we would all recommend starting if you want to get into harder content is to start with extremes. Yep. That's that's about not hard modes. If you're new and you're hitting level 50 and you see that, wow, that's a hard mode. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) They called it. They had hard mode... (laughs) Uh, yeah, dungeons and part. trials. Oh right! The, um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. The original three trials that were four man. They have the eight man mm-hmm. version that are labeled as hard. I'm doing air quotes every time I say hard. By the way, it's yeah. That difficulty I... is basically the base difficulty moving forward. Mm-hmm. Were you, you Sujak? Sorry, I thought it sounded like you were about to. Uh... Oh no. Hmm. I I just say yeah I guess when we talk about you know quote hard yeah it was just I think an earlier a realm reborn sort of relic of the past yeah they, there, there yeah. isn't anything quote hard beyond a realm reborn I think there's some hard mode dungeons in Heavensward oh I think actually I think there might be some in Stormblood too. Yeah, don't remember. It was a weird thing. They didn't really do it. (laughs) It kind of fell off. Yeah, it's not a thing in Shadowbringers or Endwalker at all. That's it's gone. So, quote the hard piece. Like, yeah, there. It's now. It's pretty much normal, extreme for a trial, normal raid, and then like savage raid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. There's there's not really any hard mode dungeons now. Criterion, I guess. That's, but that's even, yeah. that's so separate. It yeah. is very separate. But yes, that would be the harder version of Dungeons would be Criterion at this stage, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't, we haven't, I don't think any of us have truly dedicated time. You guys did some runs, but I haven't gotten <laughs> to do them. Uh, yeah, we did um, another Sildan subterrain. Uh, we didn't try the savage version yet, but we did clear the other, like the medium version of it. Yep. Um, I still need to do that part. But um, yeah, I guess if you're a new player and you want to get into raiding, um, you will see in your duty finder that are, there are raids, normal raids, um, usually split up by each expansion. And once you finish the sort of normal raid series, you can unlock the savage tier of it. Um, and I guess to also caveat is that the normal raids won't just magically appear in your duty finder when you hit a certain level. There are actually quests to go and unlock the raid tiers for each expansion. Yep. So like the coils um, of Bahamut, which is a realm reborn. That's a quest. Uh, 60 is Alexander. 70 mm-hmm. is um, Omega. 
Yeah. And then Shadowbringers is Eden, and then Endwalker is obviously uh Pandemonium. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's and so those are I'll start with quests to unlock. Blue quests specifically. Yep. Yep. They're all blue. Mm -hmm. So easy to easy find wherever to they find. are. I can't remember <laughs> I where don't know where exactly. But yeah, it's not I can do a yeah. do a search. Hit the Google uh, or the Bing. No, please don't use Bing. <laughs> please don't do it. Oh my gosh. Power by chat, um, GPT, whatever that's called. Thing. Oh um, but you could technically get into. It, it's very rare for people running Savage in earlier tiers that are min eye level and synced. Meaning that you're at the item level, you would have been running it in the day, and your level is like sort of synced down to it. So mm -hmm. you'd be playing those raid contents as like as if it were current. You can do that, um, but it's not super popular. But there are groups that do do that. You could absolutely find a group to do it, yeah. It's it's a thing. People do it. I'm interested in doing it sometime. Uh, but yeah, not typically something you're just going to find in Party Finder. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I guess as a new player as well, is like anything that is like extreme and above, like extreme or savage, ultimates, you don't... You don't use Duty Finder for that. You don't queue into it like, oh, we'll see if the game matches me with somebody. No. No. If just, you're on North America. It's kind of interesting because um, Japan is apparently not like that. They are not. Yeah. yeah they can Duty Finder. Yeah. Savage. Extreme. Ooh. That's like considered practice for them. That's like, yeah, you just go do Duty Finder and whatever. You yeah. run it. And it's not considered uh, taboo like it is. People just don't do it in America. Well, the North American no. servers. I think Europe yeah. is the same way. Yeah, I think it it might be as well. But yeah, if you're in North America and you're going to do extreme, savage, or ultimate, or... Well, I would say on the extremes, I've accidentally done it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Mostly because I meant to run it unsynced and I accidentally didn't check the box to run it unsynced alone. So I just queued. I accepted the queue because yeah, it always pops up. But I was a healer, so it insta-queued anyway. Oh. So I didn't even notice. There was no time delay. I clicked the button. It popped up. I was like, all the plan. Clicked yes. Loaded into Shiva. Why am I not alone? Why are there other people here? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. that like an hour. It didn't. It only took us. Yeah, I walked through. I, I, we wiped. I think three or four times, and then we beat it. It took all maybe twenty five minutes. That's pretty like that. good. Yeah, sometimes it can be brutal. I just had to. We had to yell at the uh, tanks a bit. Basically, don't point it at the group because she does an AOE cleave. Don't point it at the group. <laughs> if you are a yeah. tank running a fight with an ice lady, don't point it at the group. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but for the most part, just just run yeah. your extremes, uh, extremes, Unreal, Ultimate, Savage. Just look in Party Finder. Yeah, even that is, if it's old yeah. content. Too. And 
I do think, it, yeah, yeah, old old extremes, people will show up. I mean, I've randomly done runs where I'm just like, yo, I'm running these extremes blind. Let's let's do it. Let's take this boss out. Literally what I typed. And people just showed up. I would fill groups in like two minutes. And we'd go run these older extremes. Uh, some of the newer ones, uh, that's a little... <laughs> it's a little iffy because they do get harder but the Thank earlier you. ones they're pretty easy that's a good starting point people will just join them in the party finder you'll get other people like yourself who've never done them and they're just they want a laid back group because everybody's got that anxiety you know that first time mm-hmm. that people yep. are going to be willing if you have a nice group so if you just put out there hey first timer just looking to you know do this synced having fun people yep. will show up you'll be able to do it uh, yep, it's it's a good time and it's a good intro to getting into the harder content. Yeah, extreme trials are definitely the way to sort of get your feet wet into mechanics that are gonna go a little faster, mm-hmm. um, harder hitting raid wides, uh, more of a damage check, um, making sure you're pressing your buttons in the right order. Um, mm-hmm. So extreme trials are a great way to sort of get into that. Yeah, that's actually a thing I hadn't thought about. Extremes introduce uh, DPS checks. Yeah. Because there's enrages and stuff. So, yep. yeah, it, it a good barometer of, are we doing this right? Just, yeah. are we doing the game right in general? Yep. I would say normal raids are okay if you want to, like, sort of get used to the you know, mechanics and movement of, like, higher-end raiding normal raids are okay. Um, They are paced a lot slower than Savage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a lot more forgiving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I typically use normal raids now as sort of, like, almost like a target dummy. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. For a job, just to see, like, how much damage I could do. Maybe I need to change, like... A sequence or timing or something or whatever but a lot of times i'll use normal rate as like a target dummy i've done that as well just yeah it's just it's a great spot to go in deal with a few mechanics and get just an idea of where you are at with certain things but yeah it's they're not i don't know they're good for new players obviously but they are a step below an extreme because yeah. they're extremely forgiving. There's no enrage. I, I've had it where like all but two people were down and we recovered and kept going. <laughs> like, it's kind of ridiculous. So you can't do that in, even in extreme or anything. It's, yeah. Normals are yeah. very much because they want the average player to absolutely be able to finish it. Yeah. So they're not, uh, they're not a big skill check. No, and but then, it is a um, good way to see if but, you're there is a good. They yeah. are a good barometer to yep. just, you know, if you can survive that, and you know, if you're doing any <clears throat> calculator work with your damage, you could use yeah. it as a barometer for uh, yep. where you stand on. Are you playing your class well? And there's going to be low pressure, low, relatively low mechanics. So yeah, it, it is definitely a good way to go in and test yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, what were you going to say, Clarissa? Um, I was just going to say, um, if you're looking to 
maybe try to get your feet wet with a specific savage. If you run the normal version of the savage fight that you're interested in, you'll usually see kind of the general gimmicks of that specific fight. They will be slightly different and a little bit more difficult in Savage, but you'll get to kind of see what you'll be looking at later on for Savage and Normal. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you will get that little introduction with mm-hmm. a bunch of the mechanics. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm curious, how did you all start? Like, how did you, what was your sort of path? Uh... Like savage reading and beyond. I got to max level and <laughs> literally stood up from my chair, put my hands on my hips, and said, Now I get to play the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I I was just barreling to max level just so I could do end game. That was my only like that's what I wanted in my life was to raid in this game <laughs> and check it out. So I got there. We did, I did all the trials and stuff. Not all of them, actually. I didn't know some of the trials existed. I was so new. But I immediately went and started (laughs) unlocking the normal raids. I think I maybe did one or two extremes. And then I went, like, I, I, I talked to my FC got them all ready to raid like hey we're gonna raid guys and they were like oh okay who are you and i'm like i'm new here we're gonna raid and and, uh, we jumped into savages (laughs) uh so that was how i started raiding and that's why i was i don't even know the word for it weaving 21 abilities before my first gcd uh i mean we've all been there Oh yeah. Hashtag yep. Astro things. Uh, <laughs> playing cards like it's a GCD. Yep. No. <laughs> that was me. I didn't know. Once I knew, obviously I corrected that. But yeah, that was a whole thing. But that's how I got into it. I just kind of dove into Sav. But it was. So when I got to raiding, for anyone you know newer, there is 1 through 12 of the raids. And so when I started raiding, all 12 were out. But the raids are released in sets of four. So you get one through four, uh, five through eight, and then nine through 12. And that's the how the raids are released. So that first one through four is going to be uh, much easier to do than the like nine through 12 is. Because once nine through 12 is out, you can get gear that's way better than you could even get in the first set. So you'd be overgeared. So yeah. my first Savage experience, while it was like, well, my first end game like rating experience at all was Savage. While it was Savage, it was two tiers below me. So we were incredibly overgeared, which made it a bit more forgiving than it would have been. Yeah. That's also a good way to sort of like start into it that you're a bit overgeared, but. You know, you still have to, like, you know, honor the mechanics, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you still had to, yeah, you still had to do it right. What about you, Clarissa? Um, I kind of started the extreme route, so I was into mount farming. So I started at the Realm Reborn mounts. I think they were, like, horses or something. So that's, like, super easy stuff. I'm just running 
the Aram Reborn extremes, um, unsinking them, killing them in like maybe 10 seconds, maybe a little bit more, because at the time I didn't have like super great gear, so I'd like grab a few people who were also mount farming and we form a party and get all of our horses, and I just kind of worked my way up until I got to what was current, and that was definitely raised the bar as far as like difficulty and mechanics and dps checks um the first real challenging extreme that i did that was current was um emerald weapon and the group that i was playing with at the time we were literally hitting the enrage because our dps was not low was not high enough um we were all pretty new to the game so we probably weren't using optimal like openers and all that stuff. Our buffs probably weren't aligned, so we weren't putting out enough DPS. But um, eventually, we did kind of learn and get better at the game, and we were able to beat that. And as we kind of improved, we kind of wanted more out of the game. At least I did. Um, and then that's when I kind of learned about how gearing worked, and I'm like, oh man. I really want to be able to get the best gear that I can get. And then I'm like, okay, I have to do savages for that. <laughs> and and then it's like, okay, hey guys, we should try to do savage. And uh, we tried to do one of the... Um, it was around the time Eden came out. So we were sort of behind, but not so behind that no one was running the stuff. Um, but our gear was not miles better so like we had to be careful with some of the stuff uh we had some success and like the first i think it would have been like the first or it was the second tier in eden first fight we had success with that and then we kind of had trouble we skipped one of them because it was insane and no one liked it <laughs> and then we kind of got stuck on another I, i'm not being specific in case people don't want spoilers but um we got stuck on another one um and kind of gave up and we we're like okay let's just wait until the next tier comes and then we'll be like 100 current with it uh so then that's kind of when we got more serious about it, um, kind of learned the weekly lockout sort of deal, geared everyone up properly, and that's from like, okay, we have to be masters at our jobs, we have to have our openers down, <laughs> we have to align our, our two-minute burst windows, and that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. <laughs> wow. Oh, let's see. I... I got to 90, or sorry, I got to 80 right before Endwalker came out. So I, w I definitely didn't hit any of the Shadowbringers content uh, when it was current. So then Endwalker came out, I finished the main story quest, and I was like, yeah, we want to raid, that sounds cool. I'm like, I don't want to be super hardcore, like, sweaty, I just, you know, <laughs> something casual would be nice. Um... And silly, I was like, yeah, you know, like one night a week would be cool or something. <laughs> um, and so I found Knox's Reddit post for ca casual, I think it was like casual static, uh, looking for these players, like new new players welcome kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds great. Um, so I hit Knox up for that. And 
<laughs> it was like savage. Like I, I had never done an extreme trial at this point either, so this is cool. Um. Mm-hmm. And so, like our first night out, we we hopped into an extreme trial, and yeah, we. I mean, we did it. It. I, looking back at it, I played absolutely like terribly because I didn't know really what I was doing. Um. What did we even do? Yeah, that, we did. Well, I don't want to spoilers. Give it hard. a vague enough that I'll know what the heck it is, though. <laughs> um. Wait, was it red guy? It was blue woman. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. The uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say a certain word, but I don't know. I'm not gonna say. I know what. Is this thing crystal? Oh, you know, it was like uh, Endwalker trial. Oh, why am I thinking? I was still thinking okay. Shadowbringers. No, 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 it's Endwalker. I know what yeah. you're talking. Yeah, so about. now I know what you're talking about. Now you don't have to <laughs> yeah. say anymore. I know exactly. Okay. I was like, thinking back to Shadowbringers, like who? Oh no, no, what? same. Blue woman no. in Shadowbringers? <laughs> like, no, we were an Endwalker. I recruited you back then. Yeah, so I, yeah, that's what we did. We did that. Um, so yeah, we did that to start out with, yeah. and I was just absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> but we made it through. Um, and then, of course, we started um, the first Savage tier of Endwalker um, with us. A very casual static, like one day a week. So we really just are like, yeah, you know, have fun, do, you know, do our best and, you know, just try and clear content at one day a week for two hours, two or three hours, I think it's something like that. And, um, yeah, that's where I started. I uh, quickly realized that that time, that like two hours a week was not going to cut it to like prog and clear. So we kind of had like a, a moment as a group, like, well, you do we need to up our hours? <laughs> I would say you could do it. I could. <laughs> if. <laughs> the only way you could do it like that is if, like, okay, so you've got, you know, P1 to P4. You're going to prog it like that. The only way you're going to pull that off is, like, you finish P1 and you just farm P1 until you're done. Everyone's fully got everything from that fight. And then go to P2 prog it, clear it, grind it until you get everything, then go to P3, and just like one fight at a time, because that's your only shot. I'm not even saying that's gonna go great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's the only way, because there's no way you could actually do re-clears effectively yeah. and prog the next fight. You would have to cut out the re-clear part completely. Yeah. It. Well, we quickly realized that one day a week was not gonna cut it if we wanted to, like progress and quicker. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I two a week is I think the minimum. Like, even for a casual group. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like I think uh I guess going into raid definitions, like I would say casual um would be about four to six hours a week. Yeah, I was gonna say about the same. And then, then you start getting to more like semi-casual, mid-core, semi-mid-core, which would be like, I don't know, six to nine hours a week. 
I could even, I would broaden it a little bit and even say 6 to 12. Yeah, I could see that. Because, like, like, we ran, yeah, because you've got, you could run, like, a three, four-hour night groups. Or three-day, four-hour night groups. And then, you know, that's 12 hours. That's about a mid-core. I mean, that's the upper limit, though. That's You're starting to get into some hardcore. Yeah, I think (laughs) any more than 12 hours a week, that is, like, a part-time job. And, um... (laughs) Yeah. And then you're moving into hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then if you beyond hardcore, there's like week one world first racers. And they pretty much can go, you know, eight, 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Well, and the wild and thing for them is that is a sprint. Yeah. Because unlike like the mid core groups, you'll have that progression. Uh, but that's only a month or two, depending. But, you know, two months, I would say, is going to be your top end of doing that schedule of 12 hours a week. But the hardcore raiders, yeah, it's 12 plus hours a day. But that's basically for the first week, usually. Yep. And that's it. You're just done after that. (laughs) You know it, and then you just do your re-clears for like eight weeks, and then you're done. Yep. So, yeah, there's definitely varying levels. I think... In some recruiting platforms, like either Discord, Reddit, um, XIVRecruit.com, everyone has sort of different labels for casual, semi-casual, mid-core, semi-mid-core, hardcore. The main thing to look at in those recruitment posts is just to see what do they expect. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing, is like, do our expectations align? So it could be someone that's saying like, oh, we're semi-hardcore, but maybe they're maybe falling into the mid-core. But if you just read the expectations, like, does it jive with you? Yeah, definitely look for that. And uh, sometimes you even have to read between the lines with some groups because they'll say, oh, yeah, we're a casual group. But then they're like... Please provide parse logs. What? (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, if a group is casual and says, show me your parse logs, they are not casual. That is minimum a mid-core group. (laughs) (laughs) Because a casual group, my casual group, I didn't ask for logs. Why? It's casual. I'm not. (laughs) My bar is pretty low. Hey, we're just chilling, raiding. Come on in. Yeah. I mean, that's how I got in because I obviously did not know about that, didn't have it. Uh, Like, if if Knox asked me for that, I'd be like, huh? What are those? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had people like link me some, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Didn't ask, (laughs) but that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really care. Well, and the other problem, I didn't have parse logs at that point either. Because the only savage I had done was from the older tiers where there was no longer a parse. They didn't keep parses on old tiers. Yeah. Well, specifically if... So your parse log is there if you run it when it's live content. But if, say, the second set of raids releases, there will no longer be a record of you clearing the old tier. So if that makes sense. Do you guys think that made sense? I know you guys know what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. I think for it logging, it's like the logs in which the 
content was current. Yeah, that's yeah. it's only kept if it was current. Once it's not current, that log doesn't count anymore. Like mm-hmm. you've got whatever you had from when it was current. So yeah, I didn't have any current logs. So mm-hmm. I didn't have any yeah. logs. I'm not gonna ask anyone for logs. I just yo, <laughs> come on in. And so yeah, we had a ragtag group of people. Yeah. And um it was a good time though. But you have to watch for that because someone with asking for parse logs has an expectation and they're not telling you what it is if they're not being clear on the rest of the post. Yeah. Um, I guess to clarify, when we're talking about logs and parsing, we are talking about an, a third-party tool which breaks TOS called uh, ACT, or Active Combat Tracker. And what it is, it's like a damage meter. So if you come from WoW, it's like, you know, damage meters or I forgot what they call it these days, like recount or whatever the other one that people use now. Um, I know recount's popular, yeah. It's like that. But unfortunately for Final Fantasy, those break TOS. So if you do want to see how well you're doing in DPS in Final Fantasy, you can use ACT. However... It breaks TOS, so don't talk about it in-game. Don't go out about advertising it or anything like that. Don't stream with it. Just, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you yourself that knows. Yeah, we actually had a whole conversation on that one with in our plugins episode. So uh, go check that out if you're a bit curious. (laughs) Um, They're really not a big deal to run. Uh, because it's pretty easy to just not show it if you're streaming. Like, just put it somewhere, put it on another monitor, whatever, and no one would ever know. And don't, yeah, don't be a dick about it. Like, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. That's about like, if you use if you use parsing and logs to like bully someone or be like, you're not pulling your weight, your damage is poop. Like that right there is terrible. Don't do that. And that's mostly we're talking about in pickup groups, you know, pugs and party finder, like in your own private static, if people are going to discuss it, that's kind of a different thing, I feel, because, again, this goes mm-hmm. to expectations of the group. Yeah. So if you're expected to perform a certain level, then, yes, everyone's going to obviously bring up the logs and stuff. But yeah. so that I obviously don't think like no one's ever going to bring it up if you're in a static like, it probably at some point comes up sure but don't go yeah. into some pick pickup group you know just randos and be like yo this guy's not parsing good because then everyone's gonna whoa, whoa. how do you know <laughs> yeah excuse you sir <laughs> yeah you straight just to jail yeah you, <laughs> yes. you don't you don't talk about it in game yeah <laughs> in a static setting so when we talk about statics, they're called static because it's like you're rating with the same group throughout the content. Um, and so typically there's sort of two ways you can go about um, approaching high-end raid content is through a static with like a set group of people or through party finder in which you can party find, um, you know, savage and ultimates. It's could, depending on your perspective, it could be painful. Uh, with <laughs> The benefit of doing Party Finder, though, is you can pretty much prog at your own pace and you're not set to a schedule. Yeah. But it's also, you're just kind of thrown into the fishbowl of everybody. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe we did a deep dive on party finding raids in one of our previous episodes. <laughs> So if you guys are listening to this, go back and listen to some of our other stuff if you haven't already, because we actually <laughs> deep talk about over. like the pain of Party Finder. Yeah, it can be painful. You can, you know, luckily find a good group. Oh yeah, but I would say that's more on the rare. Well, it's just it's hit or miss. Just yeah, yeah, it is. It's tough to to do it consistently. Because that even goes back to if you say, oh, I can only consistently show up one night a week. I'd rather party find on, like, my random <laughs> days off. That's at the point where you could get into a casual group. And I'm sure that there was some group out there where, you, you know, you could get together a group and then people would be willing to party find just to do extra prog on random nights. Yeah, that and does happen. That could be a valid progression. Yep. I do know, I think uh, one of the members in our Discord, they're not necessarily in Party Finder, but they're in this sort of like community where everyone sort of, from the group of people, you sort of make a group and it's a pickup group type thing, but everyone is kind of in this group and can just kind of show up when they need to. Yep. Like, so that's definitely helpful if you've got like a group of people where maybe you have more than eight people or your schedules don't really align in a great way. You can just kind of like throw out like, Hey guys, I'm going to be progging this savage. Uh, we're looking for these roles. Come join when you can sort of thing. And it's had success. Um, I think it definitely helps to kind of not, I don't want to say like limit the, the people in there um but like you have a bit of curation with who's actually like in that community so you'll weed out any kind of like i guess like rude people you might run across or like some of the the red flag type people <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah but it's definitely a valid way to progress in the tier yep um you know, speaking of yeah. sorry you go ahead what were you oh i was just kind of gonna segue into like you know, finding a static and like how would that go about? But that's kind of where can... I was going to. No, that's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna jump straight towards red and green flags, but uh, yeah, no, the overarching finding a static. I mean, that's gonna lead into. Yeah. So finding a static, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Um, like for Clarissa, for example, we found her through Party Finder because we were missing yep. a spot. We needed a fill for a night, so we listed in Party Finder, found Clarissa. Uh, she really jived with us. We were like, please, please stay with us. Um, and so that's how we found Clarissa in our static. Um, but there are other ways you can go about static, either from a recruitment perspective of like a static looking to fill or you're a person looking for a static. Um, there's Reddit slash FFXIV recruitment. There's the Discord of Final Fantasy XIV recruitment. There's XIVrecruit.com, which is kind of newer, but um, it seems to have a nice UI and kind of a better filtering and matchmaking system. The only caveat is there isn't a ton of people on it. Um, hmm. I hadn't even heard of it yet, to be honest. Yeah, I... 
posted for our T-Static in there, and I actually did get some hits, but I could actually find... It was easier for me to find, like, individuals looking for a T, um, rather than combing through, like, posts and posts of Reddit. Um, I could actually see, like, oh, this person's actually looking for a T, and they're this role. But yeah, when you are looking to maybe join a static, it might be a whole group of strangers. And you might, <laughs> and it's important to read through like their descriptions and what they're looking for. And, you know, do you think you would fit with those expectations? Um, which I guess could kind of lead into, you know, process recruiting and sort of red and green flags on a recruitment post. I would say from just before we jump into that, you can also on like the Reddit, and it seems obviously on this 14 recruiter, um, if you're new and it's just, it can be difficult to find a group that just outright says, hey, we're taking new players. I specifically put that in there because I knew like, yo, no, I want those people looking because we're kind of casual, we're chilling. So, <laughs> but a lot of people won't put that in there. Uh, so don't be afraid to put yourself out and just say, hey, I'm new. I really want to do this. Uh, anyone willing to take me <laughs> while I'm learning the game? And <laughs> there will be people out there willing yeah. to do that the other people are learning too i was jeez, mm -hmm. when i was recruiting and kind of raid leading early on i would gosh that was my first time actually trying to raid current tier that i was yeah. still learning how to play the game properly like so <laughs> like you're you're gonna find you'll find someone there's gonna be people out there and sometimes just putting yourself out there helps out uh, because there could be people on the fence and they're like, man, I'm going to maybe I'll ask some of my friends and that wait, there's this new guy. He's willing. I'll give them a shot. Like that's. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Or just find yourself an extroverted friend to do it for you. <laughs> True. Recruit your friends that <laughs> like make friend with extrovert, have extrovert find static for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh they will adopt you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is my son. He's looking to raid. <laughs> Gosh. Um, but yeah, I guess in terms of recruitment, too, depending on what sort of level the static is, either casual, midcore, hardcore, I'd say once you start venturing into midcore, hardcore, and beyond, they're going to want you to trial with them. Mm -hmm. which can have different flavors depending on who they are um it could be running an extreme trial it could be running a savage raid um and just seeing like how you perform how you fit with the team how are you communicating that type of thing yep i remember we did trials with my group before the current tier that's out and again, let me tell you, recruiting for midcore, that's not fun. That's the whole point. Because, okay, so here's, here's why. Casual groups, you're, yeah. you're not even going to bother trialing typically. Like you you yeah. might do it just to, you know, oh, let's, let's go have some fun. Let's see if they're fun with us. Are they, they jiving with the group, you know? Whatever. How are the vibes, I guess, as Gen Z would put it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the casual, easy, hardcore, 
obviously there's going to be some more effort but i also think it's easy because you definitely know what you're looking for like we're looking for a world firster you're not cutting it you know get them out like <laughs> that's it Next. yeah but, i feel like hardcore world first racers like the community is small number one mm -hmm. uh and then number two they'll look at your your flugs your your logs mm -hmm. and even they might just look at them and be like sorry didn't hit orange goodbye yeah you know so <laughs> but then you've got midcore because <laughs> you've got mid-core raids that try to act like they're world firster raids oh no that's you not know. a good no that's not a good look yeah and you know hey looking for purple parses only what no you raid twice a week <laughs> <laughs> yep um, but then on the other like flip side you've got groups where just they're like green to gray parsers which by the way you can clear with green and gray parses. You can. Don't be zero parses. That's, <laughs> That's not great. Not not great. Less than ideal for sure. Yeah, but... you should probably try. You know, try to be like double digits at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If if I would even say as long as the majority of the group is double digits, because you might you can get some single digits on early clears. I've had it. I you know people yeah. died. It's just chaos yeah. you'll get some single digits but in general as long as people can consistently get into double digits even if it's gray i'm living proof you can clear <laughs> i had some rough clears <laughs> had some rough yeah, i mean you do have but, some curse sometimes yeah yeah it's, it can We've be a big curse them. but yeah as long as people can push into double digits just be 10 and up you're gonna clear it's definite i've seen mostly gray clears it's a thing yeah. you can do it so it, it's it's not that you you would think casual groups are going to be like that but mid cores can too and it's okay you're as long as you're killing the boss and yeah. people aren't thinking well i want to do my parse run well you know <laughs> like but that's where mid core gets these weird it can. You can get some weird mixes of people, and like when you're trialing, that's where it gets rough because it's like, well, we're at this level, and people sign up thinking, oh, they'll be cool, but then you know we're not quite at the level they think we should be. Or what? It's just a mess. Mm -hmm. Midcore can be a real mess to recruit and it find the can. group that fits. I think so. For me, for context, I raid lead um, with clearly Nox is sadly not in our static, but. Um, I raid lead, and when I recruit, I make it very clear, like, because we are midcore, and there's a very large band of, like, midcore definition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll put the hours that we're going to raid each week. That's usually nine. Um, although, we only did six hours last Savage Tier, so <laughs> props pretty to darn us. good. <laughs> pretty good in clearing time with, you know, six hours of raid, and, like, we had some weeks with break. But anyway, um, I make it very clear in our posts that, you know, we are mid-core, we're rating, you know, this many hours a week. And I will say, in terms of, like, performance, I'll say, like, consistent green. Mm -hmm. That's good enough. Good mm -hmm. enough. Um, and then the expectations of, like, looking up fights beforehand and, like, you know, if you need more help on a mechanic, then do some more study time but otherwise like for midcore that's 
kind of what what I would expect because you know people do have jobs they have lives you can't expect everyone to be sort of the like sweaty world first week one raider yep especially in a mid-core setting that yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but I could yeah it's the more clear a recruitment post is the better and it can obviously it can be tough um to i don't know to find that perfect fit especially because someone might just not have thought of everything to put in the post uh so i would say is if you're applying to a group you shouldn't be afraid to ask questions of the raid leader for like clarification and stuff and if the raid leader, like, after two questions, like, you know what, whatever, like, that that's your red flag. Don't bother with them. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because I could see that. There's some people like, look, maybe this isn't a group for you since you have so many questions. Well, no, oh. it's not. Bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. It, it, it definitely, when, you, when there's a, if you're trialing a static or going through a recruitment process, it's definitely a time for you to be like, do I like them? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like, oh, I hope they like me. Like, do you like them? Mm-hmm. Are they a good fit for you? Or do you foresee, like, maybe it might feel like sandpaper some days. Like, if your gut's saying no, then just say, like, nah, not for me. It's okay. Yeah. That's the beauty of it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. You- yeah, it's if, a video game. If it's not fun and stuff, like just walk away. Oh, there's a meme that's really good about this. Um, I I regret that we can't post pictures, but uh, if it sucks, hit the bricks. If that's a um, what is it? I don't remember what it's from, but I can imagine the image. It's like a skeleton walking away. <laughs> Maybe we can post the image in in the YouTube video. I'll put it in the middle of the YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give that to you. The meme. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it is a video game. And yeah, yeah. If, if you're not having fun, if the people you're with are just kind of like a buzzkill for you, or you're not having fun, then just it's okay. Step away. Yeah. It, and like a lot of it is just like personality match stuff too. So you could have like the right expectations as far as like hours and like ability and stuff. But like if you just aren't like driving with like the like personal aspect with the people that you're going to be raiding with, it's not worth the anguish to <laughs> continue putting yourself in that spot. Yeah. That's yeah. So true. I mean, it's from so my true. perspective, because I've done mid-core rating, I guess the second half of the first tier-ish. I don't even know yeah. if that was mid-core quite, because there was, whatever. I'm not going to go through that entire what happened there. It's fine. Not that it's drama. It's just not worth explaining <laughs> <laughs> everything. It's just, yeah, we, we finished the tier. But then, like, the second tier definitely was mid-core you know, nine hours a week or more. Uh, lots of, yeah. It was it was a good time, but then it started to feel like kind of like a job. It was not as fun for me anymore. After mm-hmm. a month, um, mostly because just progression slowed down. 
which sounds like, wow, it was only a month. You don't understand. <laughs> we cleared the first two fights week one. And by the end of the month, we were only like, I think we finally were clearing door boss on the P4. Something like that. So our progression went from, man, we're rocking. This is fun to it's been three weeks and we've barely gone anywhere. What's happening? <laughs> it's just a rough and then there was life stuff and it wasn't just the raid. Like I'm not trying to trash talk the raid at all. It wasn't that. It was just a culmination of things and just it became not fun for me, unfortunately. So like now I'm linking. Maybe I need to step back and be casual this next tier and just I don't know, chill with raiding for a while. Yeah. That then, is a possibility. Then that that goes into if it's not fun, stop doing it and that's Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm no taking that, that. I'm taking that step back. I'm living by the words we're preaching here. Like, <laughs> I'm having to reconsider. Like, because I'm also getting into the lore, which I told some friends. Like, I don't really care much about the story the first time I'm playing, which sounds weird. Like, I just love to have fun and do the raids and everything. That's what excites me. But then, as I get into it, I like to go back and get more into the lore and like learn things. And now I am with Final Fantasy. I'm really going back and. I'm reading my lore book and I'm reading things and I'm I, that's where I'm finding enjoyment right now. So Yeah. That's rating. That's you know, just if it's not fun, just stop doing it. Find something else that's fun or cut back. Like yeah. find a fun group. Fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fun is the keyword. Yep. Yeah. Cuz this, you know, it's the time you're, you know, not working or your downtime and it should be fun. You should have mm -hmm. be having a good time. I mean, part of it for me for raiding is, like, it is fun with a group of people. Like, I, I love our static. Um, but it is a challenge, too, for me. Like, I, I like getting better. I like the challenge of clearing content. So that's mm. that. those are the two parts of the fun aspect for me. That's I enjoy it, too, unfortunately, and that's why I'm torn. Mm. Like that was yeah. kind of when I wasn't raiding enough to make that good prog. That good prog. Mm. I don't know why I said it like that, but good prog. <laughs> good prog and bad prog. <laughs> yeah. Prog is prog, really. Uh, it is. It is. But yeah, like because I don't because that two days a week, it just felt like for anyone that hasn't done it, just sometimes it feels like you know you're gonna have this four day break usually at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel like the day you come back is just everyone relearning how to do Ugh. things again because you've yep. had this big long break and so three days really helps and you'll still have off days of course but three days yeah. helps reduce that like start over yeah and that's i i enjoyed that part but it was also i was dreading logging in to raid at a point so hmm. i don't not and i don't know i also hate white mage <laughs> <laughs> i was progging white mage and not enjoying it at all mm. i didn't like yeah. i i'm i'm not doing it again i've told myself i'm not doing it again i'm not progging on white mage again don't yeah i always chicken out because i said that what last I... year too and then i ended oh, up on just... white mage no yeah i know it's because it's easy so for prog it's <sighs> pretty oh, straightforward I get and it helps the team because astro is what i want to prog on but that's that can be a bit rough mm -hmm. um 
in general. Because it's just a very, very busy class. It's the busiest healer by far. Mm -hmm. It is, but again, if it's fun, then it's fun. Yeah, Um, but that's, yeah, I don't know why. I just wanted to share this to be relatable. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I think, I don't know, for recruiting posts, I think some typical red flags I would see on recruiting posts um, is, like, usually saying must-have, like, orange or better if you're not, like, hardcore. Or yeah, that's uh, yeah. I would. Hardcore. That's you gotta check yourself there. Yeah, I um, could see it being not. I could see that not being a red flag if you're like, yo, we're kind of midcore looking to be hardcore. We're looking for this level. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. but still, it's I mean, yeah, it's kind of. That's pretty high. If you're looking for three days a week and you want everyone orange or something, or even purple all the time, that's... Yeah, yeah, all right. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another flag for me is, like, we're like a family. Hmm. Oh. No, you're not. Like, it's, it's, sometimes the red flags are very similar, like, job description. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, we're like a family here. No drama. It's like... Mm. that's Oh, those are always... Oh, gosh. That's yes, that suspicious. is number one is red flag is us. they say in there, no drama. That is going to be the most <laughs> dramatic group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without no, fail, without every doubt. single time. Yeah, no drama is like, yeah. Because my group, we never said, oh, yeah, we're a drama free group. I never said that. No. <laughs> I never thought to put that. Cause... I, nev- I never say that. No. I I will say, however, I will make it abundantly clear that we will not tolerate racism, sexism, transphobia, or anything like that at all. And and usually, mm-hmm. that will, like filter out people. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind gosh, of I'm sad just thinking... that it does. You could, it does. That, that I, is oh, actually. So you could just so label clear. your group as woke. Oh my god! <laughs> this is a woke raid group, and then oh my bam, god. you just filtered out a whole oh. bunch of people. Easy. Man. You probably yeah. just get hate messages though. That'd probably be. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're I... woke. Wow, like, why are you oh messaging god. me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll, uh, usually when I post a recruitment post, it'll be something like, we won't tolerate yeah. that in the way we handle, like, criticism, or, you know, is like, it's constructive. And if you say you're doing this wrong, I'm like, that is not constructive. Um, you need to say, like, you could be doing this better by, this is what helps me, here's a good resource. Mm-hmm. Not, like, blame game. We're not doing that. Yeah, especially because a lot of times that blame game is during raid. Meaning it's it's never good mid-raid. You're trying to do the pulls no. and stuff, and then someone's, like, calling you out on the floor because they're so badass. But mid-raid, yeah, it, it just makes the whole group help. awkward, and it's just yeah. weird. That You know, keep, keep it to, like, in-between raids. That's always the best time message someone hey you've been having issues on this part it's been consistent 
Do you need like a toolbox? Do we got to talk about it? Be an adult. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. But you can yeah, kind of get think... that vibe from people in the recruitment if they're going to. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, think I guess those, that'd be yeah. something to watch for if you're in a trial. That's a big mm -hmm. red flag. If there's massive criticism, like. Unless yeah. it's a joke, like, let's not. <laughs> Sometimes you have those groups like, hey, you stood in the fire again, you idiot. And like, oh, you know, whatever. Not I don't. That was a terrible example. But. <laughs> If a group's having a laugh about it, like, yeah, that's obviously, yeah. you know, vibe check. Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. It'll happen. Like, usually for when we trial people, I will give them some, like, grace because, you know, you might be nervous. It's a whole new group of people um, and you're nervous. And so, you know, if you get clipped by something that you normally wouldn't have or something, like, I'm like, whatever it happens it happens to all of us even sometimes it's uh you know like when we did a trial the guy said you should have showed up prepared because we hadn't run the fight in three weeks wait the person you trialed yes they you? got mad at us because we wiped on Yikes. some stuff it was when we were doing p4s oh. with them oh. as a trial yeah. and we just messed up some stuff because it had been literally like three weeks since we had run it or four or a month been a while and we told them that we're like well we're gonna be you know shaking off the rust a bit here but you know we're just checking it out seeing how things go and then they got mad at us because i don't because mm. we didn't we're like it's not that kind of trial uh, we're okay bye <laughs> oh my gosh okay. that yeah. sorted itself out yeah yeah it so, surely did that was a red flag that saw itself out the door <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like at the end of the day, it's just like be kind, be courteous. Uh huh. It's just yeah, I, I've gotten some wild messages from recruitment posts. It's interesting. I'm telling <laughs> you. And maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you are the red flag listening right now. Oh my and you, gosh! And they know it though. Like usually they know. <laughs> they just don't I... care. And yeah. Uh, you know, you'll find your red flag group and you all will do your thing and have a great time for, I don't know, until the red flags accumulate. Yeah. I was going to say, until you implode at a slow prog point and then everyone just implodes up <laughs> yeah. together. Disband. Disband. <laughs> that, you know, I guess to go into that, statics, they can break. They can break apart. Yeah. And it happens. Um, either, you know, people maybe are stepping away from the game or maybe people either want to drop maybe more casual or more hardcore, um, play a different job, which doesn't fit in the static. Like, all these different reasons that a static might not work out. Or people, just personality conflicts, just abundant. That can happen, too. Um, so just be mindful if you do join a static. There's always that small potential that it might not see its way through to the end of the tier or beyond. Yeah. Yeah. It can happen. Unfortunately. Uh, I've been there. But it happens. I know. <laughs> I've been every side of these things. Oh, goodness. That was pain. But yeah, but it yeah. just, it does happen. It's. It does. Something you just have to be uh, aware of and possibly ready for. Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. you never have to be, but you will. Because this is the world. 
and this is the world and, uh, this, these are people <laughs> yeah. things will happen period it's, it's just i mean even with our static we've we've had some, like most of us have been pretty solid for the past you know all of n walker but we've had some slots that have kind of been like a revolving door um defense against the dark happen. arts positions yeah <laughs> we've had a new defense against the dark arts professor every single time no. um but uh yeah you know sometimes it it just feels like that and you just have people kind of coming and going then that's just the way it goes because life happens and it's a video yeah. game like you can recover from that type of stuff um like especially like if you know what resources are available can kind of hit the ground running and find another place or find someone to fill, um, which is it makes the process a lot less painful. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Do we hit any other? It. I think we covered red flags pretty well. Yeah. I mean, just make sure like the expectations match yeah. what you want, and maybe before you even step foot into recruitment, is really think about your priorities in a static. What do you want? Mm -hmm. do you want to clear at a decent rate or do you want to find like a good group to sort of hang up around with and maybe do other content outside of savage with um are you looking for like a sort of learn progress and clear static in which maybe it's a mix of veteran players and like new players like so really think about your expectations and what you want out of a static before joining yep and that's that can be it's more difficult than it sounds sometimes yeah. it is like just trying to think of like, what exactly you want but yeah just yeah. spend some time it's look at other recruitments and think does that sound like something i want to do yeah. you know just uh feel it out a little bit yeah. and you really have to be honest with yourself and like what you can actually comfortably do mm -hmm. it's like yeah we all want to accomplish the goal but like if I have this job that eats up all of my time, would it actually be feasible for me to, like, dedicate this number of hours to a static each? So sort of like things like that, and it's like it's okay if you can't dedicate like that number of hours. It's just you might want to find um, a static that is going to be able to accommodate or that has the number of hours that would be comfortable for your personal like schedule. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think for me, like, because I read, I, I kind of see, like, as a player, I'm, like, always trying to figure out, like, you know, how much, how many hours should I be putting into this? And then as a raid leader, it's, like, you know, you kind of want to be the motivator, the, like, we're doing great, everyone, you know, keep up with this, look at this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so... Sometimes finding that balance and like, what do you really like? What do you really want out of it? It can be, it can be a tough one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just had a moment of uh, if anyone's seen the Notebook. Have not. Nope. Well, sorry. Dang it. Well, it's kind of an <laughs> iconic scene. A lot of people know the scene when he's like, "What do you want?" And she's, like, "I don't know. What do you want?" Like. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like you with the raid and everything. You say, what do you want? I don't know. You're asking yourself. Just, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. That popped into my head thinking about it. Cause... Yep. It's true sometimes. Yeah. I think, so, 
if you're ever thinking about doing being a raid leader, um, it's it's probably more work than you realize. I, I'm just gonna say that like, it's probably more work than you realize because one, you have to come up with raid plans of like which mech are we gonna do. You know how how are we gonna do it? What do people actually need to study? The second part is scheduling. Scheduling savage, because oh. <laughs> that can be really hard to get eight people to have the stars align for their schedules and like hours that fit different time zones and um, maybe some other considerations. So you have to be a scheduling master. That's yeah, because I I didn't do much of that with Final Fantasy rating. But with yeah. WoW rating, I did, and when I played other games, because I was hardcore into FIFA, and we played FIFA teams, so that was scheduling for 8 to 10 people, and that yeah. was, Oof. you know, that was European time zones and North American time zones, because we all played together, mm. and it that's, yeah, it's like it's... a mental spreadsheet in your head 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it can be. Um, yeah, so scheduling you have to deal with. And the other part, too, is, like, sort of, like, the interpersonal things, too, between either individual members acting as a mediator, um, handling was... mm -hmm. people feeling burnt out, or handling people that, you know, are maybe getting impatient with slower prog because of, like, X reason, um, or, you know, people that are like, I'm leaving, and just kind of dealing with that. And you are sort of a counselor and a coach in one. Yeah, I was going to say the people management part is probably the biggest part. Uh, yeah. Because in the end, like managing which strat you're doing and whatnot is not the most stressful part for me. Not, maybe you found that stressful, Jack, but because overall, like you might try a strat and it's not working. And it's not super difficult to find more strats and be like, you know what, let's give this one a shot and talk to the group about it. But when it comes to, oh, there's interpersonal issues with the group, that's just, oh. that's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the most difficult yeah. thing to handle in the group for me, I find, is that. It, yeah, it can be. Can be anyway. Not every time. And sometimes, yeah. you know, the group's fine, but. Yeah, I think probably the most common thing that'll come up is when people feel like we should be progressing faster than what we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so usually what I'll say is just like, okay, like, this was our, I will always say what our clear goal is, and I will give it padding. Because stuff will come up, maybe you hit a rough spot, etc. So for us... Our clear goal was before the odd number patch for Savage Deer. And I think that's plenty doable with our skill and the time we're putting in. And I'm like, that's comfy. Like, we clear before the odd number patch. Like, we got time. We can do it. And so if someone comes to me and is like, we're not progressing fast enough, I'm like, I'm sorry you feel this way. Um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 like... It can feel it can feel like that sometimes, uh, and some parts in the fight are a bit slow. But you know, this is what we put as our clear goal. Um, yeah, like if the you organization help is meeting its planned goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No, honestly, yeah. if if your static doesn't have a clear goal set out, 
uh, maybe ask about it if if you're applying to one and they don't have a clear goal. Because I think, you know, if someone's like, oh, you know, from 6.2 to 6.4, that's our, like, rating time. That's our clear goal. And that's over the span of, like, months. That's a while, um, yeah. It is a while. But then, you know, it's, like, more casual, more laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone's like, you know, we aim to clear m- month one, then they're probably, like, trying to hit the gas pedal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for us, sort of in the mid-range, like, clear before the odd number patch. And we did clear, I think, well before the odd number patch. Yeah. And it worked out fine. And we hit it, and it was comfy. We were all happy about it. So I would say a yellow flag a to yellow bring up flag. in this. It's not quite a red yeah. flag, but a yellow flag is a group that they can't give you any clear expectation. Oh. Um, I won't quite call it a red flag because yeah. maybe they just don't know themselves. Like they're just, yeah, who knows? Maybe they're a bit newer and yeah. That's true. But it's a yellow flag because it's definitely like, oh, we clear when we clear. Mm, that never works. That will never, ever work. Someone's going to not be on the same page of because yeah. maybe they're in their mind. We clear when we clear means, oh, yeah, we'll be done within a month and a half. No problem. But the other <laughs> oh, guy's thinking, boy. oh, we've got till like the next tier. We're fine. <laughs> so oh, he's no. big yeah. chilling. And then, yeah, oh, that's gosh. you're going to that's where you get real clashes and issues. <laughs> yeah. So when so, they, when you hear we'll clear when we clear. No, it's probably careful. yeah. It, it, ask a few more questions. Yeah. Well, how long have you been rating? If they say, "Oh, I'm brand new," okay, I could give you some slack, or you know, oh, I don't know. I've never really been in a static. I've only done Party Finder, so I'm not sure. I just want to try it and see where it goes. Then that's when you're like, okay, well, after a couple of weeks, maybe we revisit this and you know, see if mm-hmm. they'll do that. Like, you got to have that conversation because. Not having yeah. that expectation clear for everyone will turn into a problem. Period. It will People get frustrated. Yeah. Yep. It it'll happen. Um Yeah, like I said, we just kinda do the odd number patch. Um like could we could we clear like month one? Sure. Do we want to? Probably not. <laughs> like <laughs> like you'd we'd probably have to raid 12 to 15 hours a week assumedly or something like that um and if you put that goal out like we want to clear month one then you might be squeezing in more raid days Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's why i'm like you know comfy know everyone's sort of ability level or schedule and just kind of go from there that felt like an issue with my raid group this past year we did have the clear we said two months uh but I guess the problem was we cleared so fast on the first few fights early that yeah. we felt like we were going to go faster. Mm, and yeah. then we didn't. <laughs> and we yeah, hit that but... wall. So that's, I mean, but it was also like the rate leader just, hey, we said two months, we're on target. But it was also like uh, morale feels a bit hurt here because we did start so fast. We were, we were mm. jiving. We were feeling it, man. We were just, yeah. We're so good at yeah. the game. And then... <laughs> no, <yeah>. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> I feel like that happened with a lot of uh, people yeah. this tier. Yeah, this tier, so. like seven and eight, kind of just seven and eight had certain walls that you just... <laughs> oh, harvest, come on now. Oh my god. Famine and all. Uh, 
go yeah. away. Oh no, not the snake. But um, snake. Yeah, it's a snake. it'll it'll happen. Like for me, mm. when I look at the last fight, I'm gonna assume P12s. Like we're probably gonna blaze through eight, nine, ten, or no, not eight, nine, ten, eleven. I have a feeling we'll blaze through those. But I'm honestly probably the same pace would be a month for door boss if they have one, and then a month for the final boss. Hmm. I'm just say that. That that's probably what it's gonna be, because that's historically what we've been. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying the new raid actually. Now that we're talking about it, like I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. The story's interesting. Um... Yeah. It is. I've been really invested. I yeah, I definitely um like what what's gonna happen? Like in the whole tying in with Shadowbringers too, I'm just like <sighs> just like give it to me. Like yeah. give me the story, give me the lore. Please. Yeah. That's an interesting thing also for anyone newer with the raids. They're not well Okay, Coils of Bahamut did have implications with the main story mm-hmm. um, yeah. but that was a realm reborn specific thing because so did the alliance raids less important yeah. later right interesting yeah. lore though definitely some interesting lore uh, especially the heavens ward alliance raids very interesting oh, yeah. lore if you mm-hmm. the, what is it final fantasy uh, is it 12 no, that was the Stormblood Alliance raids. Yeah, Heaven's Ward Alliance raids. Oh, that was um. That was the. Uh... Yeah. I don't want to spoil. I don't know if. It oh, correlates... I remember. I don't, I don't know, know which another Final, Final Fantasy series it correlates to. Yeah, I don't know which one it correlates to. I just know. I now know the history of it because of my lore book I've been reading. It's um, very interesting, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was the one I skipped, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I did it, but I skipped most of the cutscenes, and I just kind of was kind of getting, like, oh, this is kind of a thing here. Okay, cool. But now I'm reading the yeah. lore book, and they went into a deep dive of the origins, so um, cool. now I want to go back and redo all the story stuff for that and see what they said in game about it. That's something I need to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess Stormblood Alliance raids are based on Final Fantasy twelve. I believe so, and yeah. The, and then yeah. Shadowbringers Alliance raid based on Nier game. Okay, those have like... Okay, so... <laughs> so <laughs> while the Alliance raids don't have MSQ stuff, they do have very good lore just for the world. In Final Fantasy fourteen. Except maybe yeah. Stormblood, maybe. I don't I'm not too sure. Well, you know, that one did have implications for different lore things within the world. Near like the Shadowbringers Alliance <laughs> raids were just kind of their own thing. It was their own thing. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> they happened. It they was have. entertaining and fun, but I they are fun. I kind of there. Actually, my favorite raid series, like Alliance raid series, was Shadowbringers. Yeah. Loved it. So cool. Yeah. Um, True. the near vibes, the music, and just it was. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it I was loved cool. it. We were, it felt like you were in a different world with your yeah. 
Warrior of Light. And that means the lore made no sense for the rest of the game. (laughs) (laughs) You do not need that story whatsoever. But all the other ones do have, you know, connecting threads with things in the world that could make the MSQ make like, oh, yeah, I have this background now, but not really. Mm -hmm. MSQ is going to make sense on its own. Yep. But the normal raids also have interesting, like, more deep dive information on a bunch of things. So they're just very cool to do. And if you can take the time to watch the cutscenes and learn about them, uh, pretty much worth doing. But I also understand if you just want to rush and, you know, mash your escape key so you can unlock them so you can go play with your friends, whatever, kind of get that too. But yeah. they're worth going back because you can. In you can there. go back and, you know, watch them later. Yeah. It's it's fun. Yeah. Didn't expect that to have the raids have that, like, extra lore. That was really nice. Yeah. And I think current Endwalker definitely does tie into this the main story more so than other normal raid series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definite oh. definite implications going on. Mm-hmm. I guess we can move on and talk about ultimates real quick. <laughs> it's mm, yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. So ultimates those are like the hardest fights in the game. Those are above savage raid level. Ultimates are very long fights too. Typically on the frame of like 14 to 20 minutes. I would recommend I'd highly recommend that you finish a savage tier current before doing ultimates. Some may disagree with me on this, and that you could probably do ooh, ooh, without a lot of like savage experience, but it also will be quite a learning curve. Mhm. Mhm. It's definitely a steeper curve. Yeah. It is. Um, but to be comfy with it, I would suggest doing a savage tier that's current and get through that and then start dipping your toes into ultimate um, as what we're currently doing right now. Uh, <laughs> we finished Uwu, which I would say is, I think, in the community-wise, uh, the ultimate weapon, ultimate Uwu, is probably a good entry-level ultimate fight. It's the usual that people point to. I've heard I've heard Yukob can also uh be it's up there uh, cuz yeah. they were released around the same they were released in the same expansion. So they're yeah. kind of on that same level playing field and they're older, which means there's a little bit more jank. Yeah. <laughs> but also the DPS checks are lower because you're just doing more damage than you were even synced down you do more damage yeah uh, because of uh, potency bloat and stuff yeah potency bloat and like they've changed jobs around so they're not the same as they were Mm -hmm. back then and you do get the benefit of like i don't know is better food and stuff too yeah i think the food infinite Uh, guides i don't think infinite guides there's a lot of resources for them too so i'd say to start uwu or UCOB, which stands for the Unending Coil of Bahamut, which is based on a Realm Reborn raid, raid series, and then Uwu is based on like uh, the trials. A Realm Reborn. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, basically and what then, all of them are. It's a trial series and a raid series yep. from the expansions. That's what the ultimates yep. are. Yep. And then beyond that, I'd say like Ubu Yukov are like good starting plates at points. And then sort of mid tier is T, which we're doing currently. Um, the Epic of Alexander Ultimate based on Heaven's Word stuff. And yeah, I mean we're in it right now. I think we're progressing at a good pace, but we also have like Uwu experience and Savage experience under our belts. Yep. Um and then to go even further Even <laughs> further beyond. Further beyond into why did I sign up for this? <laughs> is Dragon Song Reprise Ultimate DSR. Or the most current one is the Omega Protocol, aka Ooh. Top. And those two fights, I do not, and I don't think anybody will disagree with me on this, I do not recommend stepping into those two fights as your first ultimate. Do not. Do not. <laughs> I did not stutter. Yeah, I think you'd have a really stressful time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would even clear... I feel like static, I don't know. It depends on like what type of static you find, but like it might it might be rough. We were <laughs> progging uwu in my group. And we kind of did a vote and we wanted to run DSR, so we did. Uh and we did okay, but we also when I say like we were progging uwu, we were all the way to the final like phase area. Which kind of, you know, hindsight, we should have just cleared. <laughs> we were getting close. But all of yeah. us wanted the experience of running like a new on current um, ultimate. ultimate. And we were doing okay. We were actually progging it at a decent rate. But then some people got burnt out and it just, yeah, we stopped going. And then it took me forever to finally get that ultimate clear. Uwu. Mm-hmm. Um, so if... If you have decently progged Uwu, because I stepped into DSR and I it did not feel it was harder. Don't get me wrong. But what I had enough ex Huh? In DSR. What phase did you get to? I'm trying to remember. Uh it was a phase. It's <laughs> okay. terrible. Uh we were doing We were progging when the dudes, no, we did that part when they all dash and do the crisscross, and you've got to like, got that tiny little spot. Yeah. Um, we did that, and so we were doing the meteor thing. We were starting to see that. Does that make sense? When everyone spreads out, I don't know. We only saw that part like two or three times before we stopped. Uh, because it was, yeah. Yeah. That I, was about the I quit could, point. To also say, ultimates, they typically have like a, a recipe pattern. Like phase one, phase two, phase three, like doable. And then, and then once it hits like phase four, phase five, that's when it's like, holy mm-hmm. hell, this, the difficulty ramps up. Um, it's like, and top phase five is literally, uh, some people say like, the amount of time they prog top phase five is like the entirety of the rest of the whole fight. 
at the other parts of the whole fight. So I guess in um, phase numbers, I was at towards the end of phase two. Okay. Because yeah, it was you, Big that, King Boy. So you had Thor, or, yep. Big King Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He was, uh, when his other little boys, you know, when they're doing all their madness, yeah. toward, I think yep. that's yep. towards the end, because right after that mechanic is like the DPS okay. check of crushing him, I believe. Yeah. Okay, um, I think I know where you, you were yeah. at. That would, you had a lot more way to go. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, um, we we were I, we were working through that. I guess some more uwu experience would have helped with that because some of the final mechanics were relatable. I mean, not the same exact thing, but they were similarish. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah. A lot of if you're used to some of the mechanics from Yukab uwu and T, um, it'll serve you in DSR and top. So, like for example, Yukab and trios. Um. Yeah, kind of, kind of similar to top. A little bit has some flavor in there. Um, so yeah, hence why maybe doing earlier ultimates before doing DSR and top might be. It'll probably help your prog fast, prog faster. I would say. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it would help you prog faster. And plus, all the weapons look pretty cool from. They do. So many of them, so it's it's a bit worth if you want something that looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a new player and you see people running around with these weapons that glow even when they're, like, unsheathed, they're probably from an ultimate fight. And that's the reward for doing ultimate fights. You don't get, like, I don't know, I don't know. You don't get gear. You get a weapon that you essentially just use to glam over your current weapon. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess if you do it on current. Here, yeah, if you do it current, nice. it's kind of abyss. Best yeah. in slot for anyone that's not yeah. familiar with the terminology. Uh, yeah, they're really good uh, at current, but beyond that, no, they're so, glam. But they're always a cool glam. Mm -hmm. They are. Uh, um, along I'd with relics. Just if you see relic. another glowy thing and you're not sure, it also could be a relic. <laughs> Let's see. What are your opinions on ranking of the ultimate weapons best to worst hmm. <laughs> oh that's i haven't even thought about that mm -hmm. um, like it's i don't I, I think the t ones just look so cool t. i've always liked t them is best they are my i think t are my favorite um yeah. i would say top and uwu are sort of tied the uh, uwu ones like the the youtube videos i saw of it did not do it justice i don't know what <laughs> was wrong with the compression algorithm or what but just some of the glowiness and everything was completely lost right. on the They're youtube videos pretty. yeah they, they look really cool in game i think top weapons i i've had the opposite effect i saw them like in a video i'm like oh wow those look really cool and then i saw them in person and i'm like they're okay <laughs> I don't think they're <laughs> terrible, but they also look kind of grainy in person. <laughs> mm. um, when they're unsheathed, they look amazing. But when they're sheathed, I'm like, it looks a little grainy. I think you're missing a pixel or two. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and then I'd say DSR, then UCOB weapons. That's my rank. Those are my rankings. UCOB, I don't... Doesn't that basically it's, just kind of look like the yellow, ultimate weapons, right? but... Orangish, yellow. Yeah. 
yellow gold. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of eh. They're all, they were the first ones to give it, you know, yeah. a break. Um, but they, yeah, yeah, I would say were... T, U, Uwu, and Top Tide, and then uh, DSR, and then Uwu. Or, sorry, U-Cub. Um, having not thing. really, like, looked at them and thought about it too much, I would pretty much agree. Because T, to me, just, yeah. Those were so cool. They're really Best good. weapons in the game. Yeah. I think so. The gears and just like the color. Mm-hmm. Pretty gorgeous. Pretty. I remember because I... I was new and I saw it and I was like, whoa, that looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I'd probably go with T um, and then top because if you look really closely, there's. <laughs> There's this little glyph um, in the like effects when you unsheath the weapon. There's a glyph that looks like an Among Us. And I would love <laughs> to have my own personal little Among Us with me at all times. So <laughs> that's why uh, Top is my, my second favorite. Uh, the rest kind of fall in place, what the others have said. But I want my little Among Us. Mm-hmm. That's oh, fair. God. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Mogus. Oh, gosh. But yeah, ultimates, they're definitely a time commitment. Um, and also, to, like, just as a... Because if you're running some Savage and you think, well, I'm running Savage on ultimates, you know, just a longer <laughs> fight. Some people will say that, and I don't know, like, what they're smoking when they say that. <laughs> uh, because it's not. <laughs> it is not the same. Because I ran some it's Savage. It's a lot faster. It's savage way faster. The speed of... So, like, here you go. Free little tip. I won't really spoil a whole bunch. But in Uwu, in the first one, there was a scream. And then this oh, stuff falls gosh. out of the sky and hits you. And, like, you could survive <laughs> it. But generally, no. definitely avoid that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the speed of scream to f- stuff falling... There's basically, you have to listen. You have to hear it and yeah. run. Because if the scream goes off and you wait for the little red circle to pop up, you're already in late. it. You're done. Mid. Yeah, it's super fast. Yeah. And that was like a big learning curve for me was mm-hmm. that speed. Yeah, uh, I think ultimates, you really have to tune into visual and audio cues without projected mark marking, like yeah. AOEs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just have to know. Yeah, it's that's it's a big step up and having to be prepared for the next thing coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um it's yeah, it's definitely a big step up from Savage cuz even Savage moves way faster than normal. So they do there is a progression there clearly. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. yeah, it's but it's fun. Ultimates are they're pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I'd say as a player, they're. For even for me now, like we've done savage. Yeah, like okay, like some savage fights are kind of like a yawn. So like P1S, kind of a yawn for me. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> but like going into ultimates, it's always like. Sometimes it's like, did I, did I press my button at the right time? I usually do. If not, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Said the Dark Knight. Oh. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just 
timings of everything and like how you align your mitigation has to be scripted otherwise you're yeah. just you're gonna die um and it's a longer fight too so yep. there's definitely fatigue at the end and everyone says kind of like you know some ultimates have a victory lap where the last phase is kind of a little bit easier but you still have to like survive and do mechanics and like you kind of get the shakies you're nervous you're so close to the clear <laughs> and everyone's like oh we're there and then you see like the one percent wipe and then it's like heartbreaking oh oh gosh <laughs> Or point two. Yeah, no. it's happened to all of us. It's yeah, all. it's so painful. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wish I had my dot still. Maybe we would have had a chance. <laughs> oh, I don't. A lot of those though, like uh, point two, it's so small. That's still a good chunk of health. That's, yeah, you know, that's. <laughs> yeah, it's just man, it happens though, and you get you're like man, fifteen minutes in the fight. Wipe it too. It's just like, oh. I still remember <laughs> uh, the end of. <laughs> I just tried to make the end of uwu fun just for myself. I always <laughs> just have this thing of like, this isn't the clear. Just keep pushing the buttons. Like, <laughs> just don't think about the clear. And uh, it eventually turned into, I would scream no suck. Uh, yeah. because. <laughs> I was, as the scholar, I always was the lowest damage just because the phase right before that was a lot of damage and I'm having to shield like crazy and I don't have OGCD heal shields. I'm just spamming shields, trying to keep everyone going because it's, it's an intense part. It's, <laughs> there's a lot going on. But then at the end, it's just a DPS run and the person with the lowest damage is the first person that gets sucked up into a ball and then you can't do anything. <laughs> So it turned into me screaming, no suck, <laughs> like of me not getting sucked into a ball because we kill it <laughs> before that starts happening. And that was that became my only goal was don't get sucked up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Eating, eating my fairy. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some endurance of just like concentration mm -hmm. and just memory. Of phases and ultimate, and that is actually the hardest part for me with a lot of it, because I don't. As people, have, I'm sure maybe noticed or maybe not. So I don't know, but I have ADHD, and it can get really hard. Like it can take a lot out of me to stay focused uh, long enough to do things like that. Yeah. So yeah, ultimates hardest fights in the game. Uh... If you're a new person, would recommend doing that possibly later in your raiding career. Yeah, oh. definitely fun. So when you're yeah. ready, it's not you give the, it a try. Even if like if you're just committed to the hardcore, like you love doing that hard stuff, you can jump into it. Like uwu, you can absolutely start. We recommend run some savages and stuff and really get a feel for it. But you can start running it pretty early because if you're committed. You're into the game, just, like yeah. Just look at um, Mike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bra just clears you before any savage. He's progging yeah. top right now. Just got into what was it phase five? Yep. Yeah, it's He's cruising. It's doable if you've got the mm -hmm. mindset and you're you're feeling it. Like yeah, 
especially uwu there's so many learning parties out there still and stuff it's mm-hmm. yeah it's i'd say uwu tea you 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 could probably party finder it might be a little painful but it's doable i'd say dsr on top nah yeah like those it'll, are be, a bit... it'll be yeah. it'll be hard to party find for sure but uh what about what about resources to get people ready for that stuff getting better oh gosh there's so many um so if you do look on fflogs.com and you see your character i'm not saying you uploaded it but maybe somebody did Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. can look and see you know how how did you parse was it gray was it blue was it green um and if it's current you can go to something called xivanalysis.com and plug in that fight, and it can tell you where you can improve GCD by GCD. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that had been a really huge tool for me to like get better at getting all my burst out the door when cooldowns are up, and not keeping my GCD rolling and all that kind of stuff. Little uh, disclaimer, I guess. <clears throat> On a bunch of older fights, but mostly the ultimates if you're scaling, but if you're scaling down to any fight, it doesn't quite do it right. No. And so it'll tell you, you didn't use this ability, and you're thinking, I don't have it. I was level 70. What are you talking about? <laughs> it, it doesn't really get that. So you kind of have to read between the lines a little bit of, this doesn't count, but yeah. it does give you an overview. It's true. You know, where you were missing things and... It'd be very helpful. Yeah. Um, the balance Discord is great for all kinds of... It's kind of a lot to go through. I barely ever do it because there's just so much stuff and finding sure. what I want. But there is a lot of rotation guides, um, farming your gear and BIS stuff. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of information for you to peruse... Yeah, uh-huh. I think I use the balance mostly for BIS because they do all the number crunching essentially for you. So I don't have to like plug in my gear to some like sim or calculator. They already do it. So I'm just like, all yep. right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Give me my BIS. Thank you. Um, and then like openers. So some fights you can use your standard opener. Some fights you might need to use a modified opener depending on how the fight timeline goes. And so sometimes the balance is good at like identifying those for you. But outside of that, that's kind of what I use the balance for. Yeah, that's pretty much when I've like just gone in and uh, looked at BIS. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Although now I use Icy Veins. Icy Veins has like, and I think it's kind of based off of Salted XIV and the balance sort of together. Um, it's mostly now because Salted kind of died. Died. Yeah. So it's some... been because uh, I was checking them and they were still updating and it was pretty much balanced stuff. So I just go to Salty. I mean, not cheese. Icy Veins because they've got they got the stuff. They got the goods. It's good enough. I'll run it. Yeah. It's. Uh, and if you're a wall player, you're used to Icy Veins already. Oh, it's kind of wild because. On Astro, that was kind of one of the things that made me a little nervous. They were still back and forth on what BIS was for an Astro. Oh, geez. Uh, it was, 
And like, what's the best opener? Is this how you want to do it? Do you want to hold this for this part? And like, it was mostly around Astrodyne and how to use that properly. I don't know if they agree still. <laughs> it's, we had Astrodyne <laughs> changes at the beginning of Endwalker, and it's still like, yo, well, no, it's kind of better if you hold it in this fight at this point <laughs> during this section because of this thingy <laughs> coming up. And I'm like, I don't. What? <laughs> Can y'all just tell me real quick? Like, what's it the priority? Like is the dress blue or gold? Oh my god! Yeah, it's kind of. Right, to be fair, their argument—it's not. I mean, their debate and discussion about it—we're talking like a point one five percent change in DPS. It was not yeah. huge. You could just sit there and mash the buttons and still almost get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and essentially a crit diff is will make or break you more so than that. Yeah. Well, that was, well, the tough part with Astro is so much of your damage is the cards. Oh, yeah. That it's like someone else's crits can make or break your friggin' parse. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. (laughs) I might be stressed playing that. Yeah. It's a bit rough. Dancer and and Astro and Bard. Like, if you don't have a group that's, like, pumping... Good luck. <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna have great parses. No. Because even Astro Astro's base damage is the lowest in the game. It is. It really is. If you don't have the cards, you're you're a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember because yeah. when I looked at bra- base damage, so just like no cards, whatever, just the raw damage. The Astro was at like 4,000 and all the other healers were over 4,800. No. Yeah. So sad. (laughs) It was so low, but then the cards were insane. It was like 1,200 extra DPS or something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, truly a support class. Yeah. And it's fun. That's why I enjoy it. But that's... It it is fun. This is what it takes to get better at the game, though, is understanding how that works. You don't have to be a calculus big brain every second no. figuring it out like i'm not uh you know you'll be able to play the game you just might not be a god tier parser but you'll you'll yeah. clear content but it is good yeah, to look at to it's good to look at the rotations and understand how it all works so you can play yep. the best you can yep mm-hmm. and i guess the biggest like the first step into getting better is just to keep your gcd rolling that's always it. be casting mm-hmm Press, press your GCD buttons and then figure out where your weaves need to happen. And that's the starting point. And then beyond that is like, all right, which weaves and which bur- what is my burst window? And then looking at that. And then that's, that's kind of how you grow from that. Because obviously I was like the Dark Knight tank thinking like my mitigation cooldowns were GCDs and they were not. So I had like, you know, <laughs> 10 weaves in a row. Cause mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, did not know. That was um, me with those cards. Yeah. Card draw, redraw, redraw, play. Card draw, redraw, play. <laughs> just over there playing like a whole card game. <laughs> <laughs> Shuffling and dealing. Just, you know. Uno. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so other good resources that you'll see floating around are toolboxes. And they'll basically be just be diagrams of different raid mechanics going out uh, during like the sequence of the fight. 
So toolboxes are helpful, uh, raid plans. Um, and another good thing, if you're like on a specific fight, on a specific role, just search it in YouTube and just be like, you know, this savage fight, main tank point of view, you'll find it. And then you can mm -hmm. just see that person clearing the fight and you'll get kind of like what it looks like, maybe what buffs and debuffs and maybe where they're putting their burst window in. And you can just see how other people are doing it. And as a uh, a side note of how that can look if you're a white mage, don't bother. Because there isn't any of that. No one cares. You're a white mage. <laughs> are you serious? There are no white mage POVs? Uh, I guess there's POVs, sure. I mean, like, what's their burst windows and everything? There's none oh. of that. What's the opener <laughs> like? Well, glare. cast glare at 1.5 seconds before pull. And... Oh, and Sages is pretty much the That's... same, too. <laughs> <laughs> Healers. You hit the glare, you hit your dot, which lets you do presence of mind into lucid dreaming, and that's your opener. That's Ooh. it. That's the whole thing. I just told you how to do an opener on <laughs> White Mage. Oh, my God. It's so boring. It's They don't even put it in the balance. People are like, how do I open as a White Mage? Like, you glare like, that's it. <laughs> oh my there's nothing yeah. else uh other jobs can be a little hairier oh astro has the full opener is i think i'm trying to remember how many gcds you have to plan it's like over 20 buttons you're mashing right oh. at the opener it's i would yeah the busiest ones probably like astro gunbreaker ninja um yeah Sam, I'm not super familiar with Sam, but I feel like it would be. It's probably Dark Knight. Yeah. a lot. Dark Knight's not difficult. You just gotta hit them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> it's not difficult because, like, the sequence isn't like super important, but you just have to hit them all in a time frame. But while Gunbreaker, yeah, Tankbuster, yeah, or mm. let's put in Tankbuster in there because they love to do that. Well, the Astro's playing friggin', you know. The uh, what you call it? Well, you're you're playing with the server ticks, which is so annoying. I've cussed so many times in the opener because if one card doesn't play, because it it has to be like you do um, glare. It's not glare. I'm just blanking on the name, but it's glare effectively. Glare oh. card play oh, card draw glare. Malefic. Malefic. Yes. Yeah. So you malefic. Card play, card draw, malefic. That's how it should go, because we're also we're we're like insta casting at that point. But whatever, we're using speed of light. Don't worry about it. So we're we're double weaving through the whole opener, and you have to play the card, then draw, so you can malefic and have a moment to look at the card and register what the heck it is and play it again oh to the gosh. right person. And if it's That's pretty fast. I've had it where I'm like mashing play, 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 and it yeah, just doesn't going. play. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you literally have to sacrifice the GCD or just keep going. Yeah. Oh. And it's awful. Yeah. I've missed Astrodynes on the opener because of it because it just doesn't oh. play the card. I'm like, I would right. imagine... All the times Andrew played a card on himself is because he probably oh. thought he played it and then went to target the boss to Malefic. Probably. That's probably what happened. Yeah, that's most or likely. Like the person was, might have been out of range. 
Oh Didn't God. hit him. Played on self. Casting on boss. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. Astro life. Yeah. But that's uh, um, but that's yeah. all part of getting better. And it is. Yeah. I, there's definitely some jobs that might be a little more chill. So yeah. Um, if you want to consider that as you're kind of going into rating is if you just want to be hard hit with like the super busy, super optimized jobs like Ninja Monk Astro, by all means, go for it. If you want something a little easier to like kind of venture into Savage with a job, might consider picking a less busy one. What would yeah. be some of the like White Mage Obvious? That one's very straightforward opener. I think Sage's Sage. opener. Sage, white mage, um, summoner, summoner, warrior. Um, any of the melees, kind of. I don't know. I think most of the melees are pretty busy. Yeah, I think dragoon and reaper would, though busy, mm. would probably be on the sort of easier side of reaper. That. Probably, reaper, yeah, I could see reaper being much more straightforward. Um, Ninja Sam monk. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then casters. Black mage is just a different thing. It's a different animal. And then uh, red mage is, I don't think, too bad. And then for fizz range, machinist is weavy, but it's mostly just hit your buttons on cooldown, maybe? Aww. I don't know. I looked at their stuff for like optimizing. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like your opener it's a bit weavy but i think it's doable because it's very set in stone they're very much just a rotation class um pretty straightforward it looks like but like to optimize getting damage to line up with everyone's two minutes is like a weird math equation of like figuring that out and like Heaven forbid you drift. It's <laughs> oh boy, oh, yeah. If you drift, it's yeah, GG. But I guess that's kind of with every job, though. If you drift, you're just. I guess because it's some jobs where you're building certain gauges. Yeah. And you drift that gauge. Oh. Like it can get pretty. Like, well, that's reapers in a nutshell. Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. If you, if you. Either undercap, overcap your gauge, you're not going to get the enshrouds you want. I think. No, that sounds about person. right. Yeah. Or you get into that awkward situation where you might have to overcap because you're waiting for a two minute window or something. Yeah. Can... yeah. Yeah. It's all. That's painful. But this is advanced um, stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh... Dancer's not too bad. I wouldn't say Bard is too bad. There's some interesting things with songs, but. I don't think Bard, Bard and Dancer are too too bad to start with. No, I think no. those are probably the easiest in general. Just because Fizz range can like never cast. They just run around yeah. yep. doing their Press thing. Your buttons. And yeah. You can kind of see mechanics. A yep. little easier rather than like trying to slide cast or read a melee position or something. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I would say Fizz range is a really good spot to start in endgame yeah. stuff. But I again, like we're just for making life easier for someone, that would be the suggestion. But overall, mm -hmm. you know, if you're really enjoying a class and you're 
having fun with it. Like, <laughs> then that's the class you should go do it with. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I think for our static, when people are like, well, what do we need? I'm like, what do you want to play? Yeah. <laughs> what is fun to you? Like, play that. Because you're going to be playing this for, like, a month or two for, like, nine hours a week. Mm-hmm. Play what you want to play, please. Mm-hmm. <sighs> As someone that was yeah. stuck on White Mage and hated it, yeah, you should definitely no. <laughs> do no, that. Like, people should play what they want and what they have fun with. Because, again, we're looping back to, are you having fun? Mm-hmm. You should be having fun. <laughs> The yeah, all the time, like if we go and run stuff, and I'll just say, uh, I'm tired. I'm just going to play White Mage. Because <laughs> it's so easy. Like, just do that. I mean, so, yeah. I guess e- easy is com- like relative. For some mm-hmm. people, maybe they don't find White Mage easy. But for you, it is. Um, I don't, out of all the healers, it's just, it has the most straightforward kit does i think sage has a very straightforward kit but some people might not find it so much so so i think easy and hard are very relative terms okay i would say that shield healing in general is just a little bit more difficult because you're reactionary you're not reactionary healing you're preemptively healing yeah so that's why i would think of white mage as a bit easier than even sage even if it is straightforward it's also because sage has to predict a lot of things and you the shield doesn't help if damage already went out Mm -hmm. well there's a button on sage where you can like like, no one saw that no one saw me shield after the fact get rid of those no not never happened no one no one saw it um, but yeah, not definitely... a great feeling on uh, Scholar though. I don't. How many times yeah. did that happen? I put big shields on everyone. Yeah, oh. and then like the snapshot happened already. So <laughs> everyone's standing there with low health and big shields. Cool. It happens. It happens. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, we definitely dove into raiding, man. Oh, one final. I wanted. To go over this real quick because we did it we forgot to mention it there is a thing known as an unreal oh boy it's it's not that big (laughs) of a deal (laughs) no it's it's literally they take an old um extreme Extreme. and they bump it up to whatever the current level is so Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you go back and the tune the fight isn't tuned for you even if you scale down it's not tuned to current gear and stuff so you can still kind of slap it around pretty easily. So they bump up the difficulty. They raise it to, like, the mechanics are the same, but it's, you know, things hit harder. And it's, the health is all scaled to a proper level 90 fight. So yeah. it's it's more representative of the difficulty of the fight. So it's, but it's an extreme. It's, that's all it is at the end of the day. It's not any, it's not it's special. Not- it's not savage. It's not ultimate. It's just an extreme bumped up for the current yep. gear. So, but they're fun. You get cool rewards out of it. Very cool rewards. Play Blade right. during your yes. Play oh the Blade gosh. Blade Club music. Play it. <laughs> Do some Naruto hand motions. Um, whatever works for you, and feel out where the fox is. There's a mini game you play after the Unreal and you can spend your little you get these little faux leaves. Well it's faux, but there's also a fox. So people call them fox leaves, but it's 
it's just the way it doesn't matter whatever you call them fox foe who cares those things and you can spend them on different things it's it's very cool yeah i definitely recommend that you at least give them a try um and they'll the unreal that you get to run will change once in a while so like if we're running one unreal that was based off of this other like early extreme uh trial if it's been like i don't remember exactly when they change it out but after so long they'll usually announce in like one of the live letters like hey yeah we're gonna be changing the unreal to this uh, <laughs> on this patch and it's like okay go yep. go to youtube and look up the extreme version of that fight and brush up on the mechanics if you don't remember and that you'll be good to go for the unreal yep. once it's out don't some people make like an unreal guide because they know yeah. it's coming so they'll like yeah bring out the yeah. guide to make sure hey these are the mechanics yeah yep because it's yeah it is literally the same as the original fight so just look up that guide it'll be out there yep and yeah unreal's a good way to start into harder content too with extreme trials mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even a lot wow. of fcs will just do casual groups for the unreals i believe i Yep. Oh, we do. What am I talking about? I believe. Of course, we do it. So, <laughs> Living proof. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely a nice way to get in running with groups. Yeah. Yep. And people love doing it because, again, the, the mounts and stuff you can get from it uh, with the yeah. the leaves. It's, it's cool. It takes it some time to accumulate leaves, but just be consistent with it. Run it each week. Mm-hmm. And you'll get leaves, uh, enough leaves to get a mount or like a cute minion or something you might want. Yeah, if you play it right, you can get like 80 a weekend. Minimum. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Money. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, if you, if you really want to be a gamer, if you have like an alt character and they're like geared up at like high enough level to do unreals you can run them on two characters and then just like say to yourself okay i really want this mount so i'll get the faux leaves on my main character and buy the mount for myself and then i'll just run it again and accumulate the faux leaves on my alt and then just like sell them out like millions of gills yeah <laughs> yep. if you're not a crafter gather and you just like battle and you need some money that is a great yeah. way to go about it. <laughs> yeah, oh it's... Yep. I still need to do it on my alt. I just haven't taken the time. No, I haven't either. But it is but a good also, way to make quick guild. I'm, I'm kind of spending a lot of my time... I'm, I'm prepping because we're... I'm hoping to make some kind of content with all of us doing this. But we're trying to do a Dungeons & Dragons Final Fantasy XIV like, campaign thing. Yeah, it's I am doing lots of work for it because I'm trying to be the dungeon master. Um, I believe in you. It's just a lot of it's a lot going on. And I want to make sure I do it right because it is about the fun of the group. And like, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I get it. I'm trying not to goof it up. And uh, I don't think you will. I don't. I think I'll be fine. I think I'm on the right track with a lot of things. I'm also Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn a lot of lore. 
because I think it's fun, first of all. But second, the more lore I know, the better I can improvise things, which is kind of what you need to be able to do. Yeah. No, I I'm excited and I think you'll do a great job. Yeah. And even if you feel like if you feel like it's not perfect, I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, we'll be having a blast. Yeah. We're going yeah. back to the fun question. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it's gonna be fun. But you know, you know, you guys have been there. It it can be there's that bit of anxiety, you know, when you're doing oh, yeah. something new. There's always it's always there. But but uh yeah. So this but was good oh yeah good talk about raids and what's upcoming uh not sure what next week will bring but it'll be something good we promise mm -hmm. it'll be so good like probably the best thing we've ever done ever <laughs> <laughs> have to keep raising the bar <laughs> exactly no, it, and if you have any suggestions please, please. let us know via twitter youtube comments mm -hmm. um let us know what are your thoughts yeah, we actually just want to hear from people. Like we we've actually had a few people. Uh we had a whole new person. Um a whole new person. Like that's so a, I don't know why I put it that way. It's a whole person like the actual Oh my god. No. Uh Yeah, we did have a new person join the the Discord and everything yep. through um yep. Clarissa and they've been listening mm -hmm. to the podcast and stuff and Yeah, we'd love to get feedback from just Yeah. new people and meet new people yeah. and all of it new and old players alike feel yeah. free yep oh yeah for sure. for sure uh but i guess that's it for the week we're yeah we're pushing time we are and, and i just yeah everyone we, we have a good week have a great week and we'll see you all next week with something good something good <laughs> promise mm -hmm. it's gonna be great <laughs>